Hello everyone and welcome to the program. Tonight we're going to be discussing the Flintstones. Now personally as a child I really enjoyed watching the Flintstones right after uh, that and Gilligan's Island. I believe both shows were on TBS. I hurried up, got home from school just so I could watch the Flintstones and Gilligan's Island. You kept wondering though about Gilligan's Island every week were they ever going to get off that island? Every single week you kept watching after you watched them. Are they ever going to get off the island? And somehow they never did until the late 70s when they had the reunion shows. Then they finally actually got off the island. But anyways, getting back to the Flintstones, I really enjoyed watching the Flintstones as a child. I guess could you, you could relate to the Flintstones. So no, no matter how bad a day that you had, you could still go home and actually enjoy a good program that the whole family actually could watch. The whole family could actually enjoy watching the Flintstones. Um, that and the Jetsons. The Jetsons were another good show that I really enjoyed watching as a child. There's several other shows, um, you know, cartoon shows uh, growing up that I really enjoyed watching that are no longer on the air anymore. Well, basically, they, basically they did rotten in the ratings, so they took them off. And even in reruns, they're not even really playing in reruns anymore that I've seen. Now, the Flintstones, I believe, are still playing in reruns, and so is the Jetsons. And I and I knew for a fact Gilligan's Island's still playing on, you know, on reruns because I've seen it on MeTV. I believe that's on every weekend, and they play it for like four or five hours. So, you know, there's a lot of good shows that they actually, I wish they would bring back and just continue, even though they're on reruns, but I wish they would continue playing. But anyways, getting back to this Flintstone thing, um, the Flintstones was an American uh, animated sitcom produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions. The series course, it takes place in a uh, Stone Age setting and follows the activities of the title family, the Flintstones, and their next door neighbors, uh, the Rubbles. It was originally broadcast on ABC from September 30th, 1960 to April 1st, 1966. And it was also the first animated series to hold a primetime slot on television. Now, the creators of this was William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. The voices, I believe, was Fred Flintstone was Alan Reed and Jean Van Der, Van Der Pyle was, uh, I guess she was the voice of Wilma. Mel Blanc, I believe he was the voice of uh, Barney, Barney Rubble. And uh, Bia Benedirette, Benedir some of these people's names are something else. But anyways, this Bia Benedirette, she was the one, I believe, who played uh, the voice of Betty. There's actually two of them that played the voice of Betty. She did it for 1960 to 1964. And then Gary Johnson, or Jerry Johnson, came in from 1964 to 66 to finish off the rest of, uh, you know, Betty, Betty Rubble. Uh, Rise and Shine was the instrumental theme for the first two seasons, and the first two episodes of season three was Meet the Flintstones was the remainder of the show's run. Ending theme, of course, was Rise and Shine, just like at the beginning. Um, running time was 25 minutes, Hanna-Barbera Productions, and it was... Distributor of this was Screen Gems. Now, if people don't remember Screen Gems, 
Actually, I'm not sure if Screen Gems is even in business anymore. They did a lot of the movies, I believe, for the Three Stooges back in the day. And they did several, Screen Gems did several movies. I'm not sure if they go back as far as Laurel and Hardy, which I don't think they do. But I knew, but I know for a fact they were part of the uh, Three Stooges. They they did the distribution for the Three Stooges for the earlier part of it, and I believe they also did the one when Shemp was um, part of it. But I'm not, I'm not really sure if the one was. Yeah, I believe Shemp was still with the uh, Screen Gems at the time. Um, it was on. Um, I said the original release was September 30th, 1960 to April 1st, 1966. It was followed by the Pebbles and Bam Bam show, which the kids were older. They were teenagers, I believe. And then also came after that was the Cave Kids was a spinoff. It says the continuing popularity of the Flintstones rests heavily on its uh, thing of modern everyday concerns in the Stone Age setting. The Flintstones was the most uh, successful and longest running network animated television series for three decades. Wow, something else. Until the Simpsons, which debuted in late 1989, outlasted it in 2013. Uh, in 2013, the TV Guide ranked the Flintstones the second greatest TV cartoon of all time after the Simpsons. Now, one thing I could say about the Flintstones is I believe the Flintstones more, was more wholesome to watch. They were more fam, family uh, ornated than than what uh, The Simpsons is. But I guess The Simpsons is more of a modern-day, up-to-date, really, version of the Flintstones and all that. The show is set in a comical version of the Stone Age, but has added features and technologies that resemble mid-20th century suburban America. And you know what's amazing about that show is? They bring out stuff. They bring out stuff in that show that wasn't even really produced yet that people were using, you know, like they had a modern day uh, dishwashing machine. They had a modern day, you know, a bunch of stuff that was modern day stuff that really wasn't, had been developed yet. And they actually put that on show, just like the Jetsons, you know, the Jetsons from that time period, they put a lot of stuff on there that hadn't even been developed yet, you know, for worldwide for, you know, for things. And, and they, um, you know, the Jetsons really were ahead of its time, which I believe they were ahead of, ahead of its time. It says the uh, plots resemble the sitcoms of the era, which is the cavemen, Flintstones and rubble families getting into minor conflicts of modern life. The show is set in the Stone Age town of Bedrock, population 2,500. Dinosaurs and other prehistoric creatures are portrayed as coexisting with cavemen. Saber two cats and woolly mammoths. Now you think about the the uh, the Flintstones. Everything about the Flintstones had a stone with it, like Mister Slate, Bedrock, the Flintstones, the Rubbles. You know, a lot of this thing that they brought with the Flintstones, they they actually put it in the show itself to to make it resemble, you know, being in the Stone Age. Animation historian Christopher P. Layman considers that the series draws its humor in part from cre from creative uses of the main one is placing of a modern 20th century society. This society takes inspiration from the suburban sprawl development in the first two decades of the post-war period. This society has modern home appliances, but they work by employing animals. 
They have automobiles, but they hardly resemble the cars of the 20th century. These cars are large wooden and rock structures and burn no fuel. They are powered by people who run while inside them. This, uh, this, however, on some occasions, the cars are known to have engines with appropriate sound effects. Now, I've never seen the one on uh, the Flintstones that had an engine. I've never seen that. I've just always seen the, you know, they're using their feet and stuff. It says, requiring ignition keys and gasoline. Fred might pull into a gas station, say, fill her up with ethyl, which is pumped through the trunk of a woolly mammoth marked ethyl. Whether the car runs by foot or by gas varies according to the needs of the story. Finally, the stones, houses of the society, or cookie-cutter home, positioned to neighborhoods typical of the mid-20th century American suburbs. Now, there's, um, I believe there is a, uh, ah, I don't know, it's like a theme park type thing of the Flintstones. I'm not sure if it still exists. But if you go there, you could see, well, it's not basically a theme park. Well, I guess you can kind of call it a theme park, but there's no rides or anything. But they designed it just like the look, just like the the Flintstones. Exactly. The houses are the same. They even have like a, a little medical clinic. They got a grocery store, uh, grocery store there. They got a uh, hair salon place. And they they made it to resemble the Flintstones. And I thought that was pretty interesting how they did all this stuff. I'm not sure if it's still open or not. But um, you might want to check on YouTube. Maybe maybe it might be. I, I don't know. This was a couple years that I saw this. Um, the characters of Fred Flintstone. He was the main character of the series and the husband and father of the, of the title family. Fred is always accident prone. He's the operator of the Bronto crane, a dinosaur used as a, as a, uh, a machine at the Slate and Rock Gravel Company. Who was overweight and likes to eat uh, amounts of marginally healthy or unhealthy food. He is quick to anger, usually over trivial matters, but is a very loving husband and father. He is also good at bowling and he's a member of the fictional loyal, loyal order of water buffaloes, Lodge Number Twenty Six. Loyal, loyal order of dinosaurs in season one. A men only club, club real life. Uh, such as loyal order of moose. His famous catchphrase is yabba dabba doo. Wilma, of course, is Fred's wife, and Pebbles is uh, the daughter of Fred and Wilma. Uh, it says Wilma is more intelligent and uh, level-headed than her husband, though she often has a habit of spending money with Betty's, and her catchphrase being, Da 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 charge it. <laughs> da 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 charge it. She often is a foil to Fred's poor behavior, but is a very loyal wife to him. She is also a very jealous woman who is easily angered if even a hint exists of another woman, especially a pretty one, having anything to do with Fred. Then you have Pebbles Flintstone. Uh, she's the infant daughter, is born near the end of the third season. You can normally see her wearing a bone in her hair, holding up her ponytail and a light green and black colored shirt with turquoise and black diaper. She, much like her family, does not wear shoes or pants. Pebbles also marries the Flintstones' best friend's son, Bam Bam Rubble. Dino, the Flintstones' pet dinosaur, acts like a dog. A running gag in the series involves Fred coming home from work and Dino getting excited and knocking him down. 
and licking his face repeatedly. Now, baby puss, I'm not sure. Uh, they said that. I've never really seen it, except I believe at the beginning of this opening. No, at the end of the opening series, you see the cat at the end where he, Fred, kicks the cat out at night. That's probably their saber two cat. They said that that saber two cat is rarely seen in the actual series, but is always seen throwing Fred. Yeah, that's what I just said. Uh, throwing Fred out of the house during the end credits, causing Fred to pound repeatedly on the front door and yelling, Wilma. Whacking the whole neighborhood in the pro or waking the whole neighborhood in the process. And then relatives is Pearl Slag Hoople. One was hard to please mother, Fred's mother-in-law and Pebbles grandmother. She's de uh, constantly disapproving of Fred and his behavior. Then you got Uncle Tex Hard Rock, which is Fred's uh, maternal uncle and a member of the Tex Rock. Rangers. He constantly holds Fred's future inheritance over his head. The Rubbles is Barney Rubble, of course. He's the main, second main character and Fred's best friend and next door neighbor. He's nearly six inches shorter and also overweight. His occupation is throughout most of the series unknown. The later episodes uh, say say he work he works in the same quarry as Fred. He shares many of Fred's interests, such as bowling and golf, and is also a member of the Laurel order of water buffaloes the fred and barney frequently get into feuds with one another their deep uh bond remains very evident betty rubble which is barney's wife and wilma's best friend like wilma she has a habit of spending money and also is highly jealous of other pretty women being around her husband bam bam rubble the rubble's uh abnormally strong adopted son they adopt him in the fourth uh, they adopt him during the fourth season. His name comes from the only phrase he ever speaks as baby Bam Bam. Hoppy is, of course, is the, the Rubble's pet. He's a kangaroo and dinosaur combination creature that they purchased him at the beginning of the fifth season. When he first arrives, Dino and Fred make mistakes. Uh, uh, when he first arrives, Dino and Fred mistake him for a giant moose and are frightened of him but they eventually become best friends after Hoppy gets help when they are in an accident. He babysits the kids and he takes them around in his pouch, which also serves as a shopping cart for Betty. They say there's been over a hundred other characters appeared throughout the program. Uh, Mr. Slate, which is of course, Fred's boss. Um, Arnold, which is the, the paper boy, the Flintstones always hitting Fred in the head with the paper or, or something like that. Joe Rockhead, which is a mutual friend of uh, a friend and Barney, which I believe he's part of that oil uh, water buffalo club. The Great Gazoo, which was that little creature that zapped him to the future, which I believe he actually zapped him into with the Jetsons is in one of those episodes. Um, Sam Sam Slaghep is the Grand Poobah of the Water Buffalo Lodge. The Gruesomes was a creepy but friendly family, which I believe they took that off of the Adams family, the gruesomes. They were actually like a, a thing of the Adams family. The Hat Rocks, a family of hillbillies. They originally feuded with the Flintstones. Yeah, I remember that episode. Uh, it was Hatfield Hat McCoy feud. Fred and Barney were involved in that. And uh, Percy, the, the Hat Rocks pet, uh, Dogosaurus. And uh, various others. Well, I want to thank everybody for 
listening to my podcast tonight. And I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Flintstones bring you going back to memory lane. And I hope you really enjoyed it. And I hope everybody has a safe and wonderful evening and good night.